everyone. It's Sandra Ganley back with you again for episode six of the Country Chats podcast. I can't believe that we're already on episode six and I'm delighted. We're going to change it up today. We've had a good few females on the show so far, but today I'm delighted to have a male in front of me. Well, not technically in front of me, as you all know, we're uh, social distancing and we're, we're uh, via Zoom, but I'm delighted to have Pascal McAnally with me here live. How are you, Pascal? Good, good. Thank you very much for having me. I'm oh, delighted now, man. We have to get the, the males involved as well, you know. The only oh, male, I know, I know. male singer, um, the only other male I had was Declan Flanagan, the dance teacher. So you are our first male singer. Oh God, not, so, not too sure that's so good to go by now, to be honest, but here we go. Well, we're delighted to have you. Um, so yeah, how are things? Um, we have a few things to talk about, I suppose, but how have you been finding things, um, I suppose, over the past year? I mean, obviously it's been tough and um, it's been tough on your family as well, I know, um, but overall it's been, a, it is, it's been a hard year for everyone, but it has been a hard year for yourself as well. It has been, um, to be honest. Um... This past year, I suppose the first lockdown came in la- or last March. Um, that was when we were just in the middle and the, and the start of the live shows of Glory Cheer. Um, and I suppose we were we were at the second live show, leaving that Tuesday night, going, you know, oh, will we, will we be back here next week? Will we not be? No, no one had any idea, to be honest. Um, but to think what we faced from last March to currently where we are today, it, it's it's a different, it's a crazy world, to be honest. Um, unfortunately. Our own family has been struck um, extremely bad by, by coronavirus. Um, I unfortunately lost an aunt just there on the 22nd of December. A young fit woman at 43 years of age with not one underlying health condition. So it, it, it's, been a, it's been a cruel cross to carry and I'll not lie about that. Um, it, it's definitely took a lot out of me, myself um, and, and our entire family. Nearly was, I suppose she was that person that made everything okay. Um, she was there when you had a mad notion of doing something. I, I, for example, I ran a Christmas concert in, in December 19. And it was a mad notion one night. I just decided, you know, wonder should I do it, should I not do it? Didn't know. And Nula was the first person I happened to say it. And she was like, why would you not? And, and she drove the road and, and basically sold 500 tickets for that show that night. Um, so like that that's a massive part of my life that's now gone and taken from us um and unfortunately unfortunately that is life and and we're going to have to try and live on and live in in the life that she would want us to live but it's just it's not easy i know of course naturally well hopefully she's uh she's looking down she's happy she's getting a shout out on the the chats podcast (laughs) it has been tough and obviously um, look, it has affected everybody in, in many ways, but, you know, it is a reminder that we, we need to stay safe and know, um, know we're thinking of you and your family. Um, so I suppose in around that hard year, obviously, then the whole the music was gone for you as well. <coughs> yeah. That obviously, that picked up for you with your extended uh, year of Glorchira. I know. Um, usually Glorchira would be what, maybe four, four months, three months? Yeah, well, it would usually start the first Tuesday in January and end up in the last Tuesday in March. So yeah, so about eight three months around. it was banged out, and then really that was it. Um, it's been it's been very unusual. Um, I suppose we're probably lucky compared to this year's slot or group of contestants. We had the opportunity of having two live shows with a full live audience. Um, and when that's gone and taken from you, it's such a different show. Um, you're standing on a stage basically isolated you don't you don't really know what's going on you're you can't get an energy you can't get any sort of sense of 
not even wanting to be there, but you have no sense of actual enjoyment in it. Mm -hmm. um, the semi-final night was very tough. The final we enjoyed a lot more um, because I suppose when you, the voting lines were closed, the voting was done, whatever was going to happen was going to happen. So we just went out and enjoyed it. Um, whereas the semi-final, it was very difficult now coming back and trying to get a momentum built up. It wasn't easy. Um, and to be honest, Personally, I, I never thought I was going to go anywhere, to be honest. I was like, you know, I'm in this with three Southerners, the, the wee Northerner up here that's coming down to Galway, and he's never going to go anywhere. Um, and that was always in the back of my head. Um, I was like, how, how am I ever going to win this in the, in the middle of three Southerners? Like, but here, I did that in the public up behind me, and I'm, I'm so glad, I'm so glad the outcome was what it was. Well, I'm delighted you've said, you've, you've touched on the fact that it was hard. You know, most people would probably be saying, oh, sure, wasn't it great that you got back singing and you got to do um, a live performance after after so many months. But I'm glad you've said, you know, it was hard, you know. Um, now, I suppose the only plus going was the venue isn't too big. Yeah, I know. Well, that, that's true. Um, and here, like, don't get me wrong. It was amazingly back in front of live cameras, live TV, the crew and the band. Like, everyone was unbelievable and, and the support was so good. Everything was really safe. Um, but... It was hard, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. Um, I, I do feel for this year's contestants going on the stage with with nothing to bounce from, um, and you only were allowed you were allowed really nobody with you, so you were sort of there just on your own. And it, it was to win, uh, especially the night that that I won it, went off a stage, and you were speaking to people on the phone, and that was it. So you sort of just felt it all felt flat again, and and I suppose unfortunately that's just the nature of the business at the moment. Um, but here there's better days ahead and brighter days ahead. So we'll have to look towards them. Yeah, look, obviously it's very, it's a massive deal to win up. Absolutely. But I was only thinking that earlier before I interviewed, I was thinking, God, when you won, you, you, you celebrated just with a handful of people that were there and it wasn't actually your yeah. family. Like obviously you'd be, you'd got to know the other contestants through the scene and through Glor Cheer and, and some of the band members. But yeah, I can imagine that would have been hard, um, hard to, a bit weird, like. Um, definitely, no, and definitely obviously, was obviously Jim was there um, Jim Devine was your um, mentor mentor uh, yeah and well obviously uh, you know you said there you were nervous about you didn't think you'd you'd get to the final or anything like that but yeah. obviously the North tend to have the most winners on Glory Cheer don't they and Tyrone well, especially they, yeah they do um, funny enough they do like um, I suppose like when you look back Liam Kelly won it Lauren McCroy which is a very good friend of mine won it um, and then myself so obviously there's three from throne obviously you've john raffley as well so it has been it has been very good for the north hi i don't know but obviously they just maybe the north's not as tight as the south maybe is that what it is i don't know there's something up there in the waters maybe up there in tyrone <laughs> or something i actually of all of all the, the counties in the north tyrone is probably the one i know the best because i'd actually go up there for a good bit of work up to oma yeah and so, oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always stop into Asda. I am so mad about Asda <laughs> because we don't have it down the south, and I absolutely love going up to Asda. That's my uh, treat at the end of a day's work. Yeah, um, which is funny, but um, no. So obviously, yes, Glorchir, absolutely brilliant to win. But there was, you know, it was hard. It was, it was hard. Yeah. But I mean, what a run to get out of it—a full year. It was over a year. Wasn't it October? Yeah, well, it was well, it was over finished. a year. Like we recorded the very first ones, um, sometime around the, I think it was the tenth of October, maybe. Yeah, I remember. Um, I was at the and first... then the final was the seventeenth of November. That's crazy. A full, over a full year later, I know it's it's mad. Um, we'll go down in the history books anyway. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, I suppose that was that would have been your first live gig back then, the semi and the final, was it? Or, or did you have any random kind there of... There was, how, well, uh, in Facebook between... lives or... In between, to be honest, um, I've never done a Facebook Live. I don't know why, I've just never... Not that I've had any interest in it, and I've never sat long enough to be like, you know what, I really want to do this. I, I love watching other people's and then I'm like, you know, I don't know whether I could be bothered doing that. And it's probably more the effort to put into it, to be honest, and performing to the camera and nobody there. Um, but I can't remember what you asked me now. I can't either. Isn't that gas? That's a good sign if we can't remember what we're asking each other because we're getting too tied up in it. Um, oh, I was asking about live performances. I have oh, well, yeah. told that you have a lot up on your YouTube. You have been, um, you've been posting videos up there, yeah. songs you already released. Um, and you also have, I came across some lovely ones um, of you singing in the church. And I'm guessing that was aimed at your wedding packages and how you can sing at weddings yeah. and church. Um, well, I suppose from from March till November till the first live show come back again, I had a number of weddings. Um, I would sing at weddings, funerals, sort of, well, locally and, and a bit further afield. Um, but apart from the odd wedding, it was really all I had. Um, my The diary was just up the left was the only word for it. It just... Like, I have a bride at the moment that's in her seventh date. It's just crazy. Like, it, it is crazy just to think that people are changing so much and um, in the hope of, of a better day and, and a bigger day ahead. But it, unfortunately, at this stage, it's, it's not even looking likely that there's going to be any numbers at weddings this year. Um, <clears throat> so it is, it's sad for for everyone in the industry to think that it's practically a two-year diary wiped out. Um, and when it's coming back, nobody knows. Um, but I, I am lucky in, in, in one sense that I have weddings and, and the funerals still to keep me ticking over. Um, I do work also full time, so it's not that I'm left on, on, this, on the sideline with nothing. But um, it is it is good to have have a few of them to go to and, and keep going. Mm-hmm. That's <coughs> great that the weddings, because I know obviously um, all countries <coughs> do different I suppose different um gigs here and there, but not not all do weddings. Um yeah. as in they don't sell their sell that they do weddings. So I think that's that's a, an added bonus when it comes to you. And uh obviously the funerals then is another side of things. I my family is actually in the funeral business, so I uh, yeah. if I ever need a singer. <laughs> <laughs> um but um the other thing you touched on there was that you also have a full-time job, and I feel like this is it's very relevant at the moment, especially because a lot of country singers have, after being full time in this in the music business, have had to go and get jobs. Um, then you all you always had you had the job anyway, I think, didn't you? I I've always had a job, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> back when what do you do um, what job? Well, back when I came out of university, to be honest, I was sort of like you know, there's no point in placing all my eggs in one basket, um, because you never know what could go what could go wrong, um. Not that we thought this was ahead, but you just you just never knew. Um, at the moment, I'm currently working. Well, I'm there now just about three years. <clears throat> I work for Donnelly Jagger Landover in Dungannon. Um, so I went there probably about three years ago. So I'm service team leader in it. So I I have to say I love it. Um, I just love dealing with customers and and, and I'm a people's person. So I just love the element of chatting to people and seeing people coming in and out and um making sure they're happy, I suppose. 
Um, but no, I've been there about three years now, so I, I do. I'm, I'm happy where I am at the moment, definitely. That's great. No, that's uh, that's absolutely brilliant, and it, it just shows the whole the customer service and the people person bits obviously leads into your music and yeah. greeting fans and all that kind of thing. But I must say, fair play that you have kept your social media. I had a quick gawk at your social media and your YouTube and that before we chatted. Yeah. Um, because I suppose a certain part of you could have said, "I'll just." focus on work now yeah and yeah. keep going but you kept the you kept the music going which is great and you've you've a serious amount of videos up on youtube even going back to one month two months three months ago which yeah i know what i've done you have, to, you have to keep doing i think as well like you can't i suppose just... i done it's probably maybe august last year i recorded four videos with eamon karen down in Derry, um just like four live videos just take a random notion that i wanted to, i wanted to do some sort of just have something um to do and look forward and enjoy um and they went, to be fair, they did go down really well. Um, so I suppose on, with the nature of the business, if you're not active on social media, you're forgot about. Um, and that's the only place at the minute you're going to be seen or heard. So that's, that's all you can really do. That's exactly it. And I suppose when I first set up this podcast back in um, April last year, I started and then I took a little break. Um, but when I first started it up, there was two <coughs> reasons. First of all, I wanted to give artists like yourselves another platform because obviously you've lost so many different platforms. So as you said, it's only social media now. So this <coughs> podcast was another way of letting people in and yeah. getting and letting them get to know you that little bit better because as a presenter myself, I'd be used to interviewing the likes of yourself or any singers for two, three, four minutes. How's it going? What song have you out next? Tell us about your album. Where are you next weekend? Yeah. But, you know, and it's, but then somebody else will interview the same night and it's the same interview kind of. So yeah. at least this way you get to know people a lot more. And so it was to give artists and dance teachers an outlet um, to talk. And as well as that, I was just mad to get back presenting them and doing a bit myself. So it was, uh, <coughs> it was mostly about you, but I'll be honest, I wanted to get back to keep myself. Yeah. In, I suppose I, I'm a... Uh, for I, I might have said it in other podcasts but if you're tuned in for the first time here on the podcast I'm a full-time I was a full-time dance teacher social dance teacher and obviously the dancing took a hit uh, no more jiving now thankfully I was able to do summer camps during the summer when we got a bit of a breather and I'm back doing online classes at the moment but like that I can empathize with the singers because my gigs are all gone um in terms of my dance teacher gigs but also yeah. as a performer because i'm a, an irish dancer as well i'd usually be on tours so that's gone as well so i can sympathize with you in that sense but like you said long-winded way around you have to be keeping active on social media or some form of it to <laughs> just to be just to be there isn't it to keep your yeah. presence because the longer it goes without these gigs um i think you have to keep trying new things. And I suppose Gloria Chira helped you in that sense. Naturally, you didn't have to to try anything, you know. <clears throat> yeah, well, it just sort of fell back into place again, yeah. yeah. Um, I suppose it was good in a way, definitely. At the time, I suppose we thought, you know, is there any point even in doing this? Um, because like, what, what are we going to get out of it? And we'll, we'll leave it for another while. But do you know what? We are glad we've done it. And at the end of the day, it was, there was closure on it and it finished because it was just hanging there and nobody knew what was going on. Mm-hmm um so it was it was good to get back and get it done yeah and it was something for everyone to look forward to as well watching it definitely yeah definitely um, to even watch a live band on the tv again it felt so strange yeah um it was just like crikey that actually that actually does exist we used to yeah. do that <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i love watching it on tv because um 
I'm sure had you been to the keys before you actually performed yeah I've been to the keys before okay. yeah. Yeah. so you knew what to expect because I yeah. I first time I had never gone before your year your yeah. group because I'd always be working I'd always be teaching on a it used to be a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, wasn't yeah, it? So I always yeah. used to be working. So I said, no, I'd go. And I couldn't believe when I walked in the size of it. It doesn't. I know. On TV, it looks so massive. <laughs> I, you go in and you're like, it's so funny. So that's what we meant earlier by um, when I said it was good that the venue is small, that you, you didn't have to perform oh, through a big empty yeah. room. Do you know, it's definitely. good in that sense. So, yeah, so that's your sheer a tick. <laughs> yeah definitely. um and um yeah so uh, yeah obviously it's been an up uh, an up and down year a positive big positive having lord shira and um thankfully you're working away so that's good working away in um your your yeah time job, day job. Well. so your day job that's it day job um and i mean it's obviously so hard to know where to go um but i suppose well looking back to how it used to be and how it will be soon is there anything have you have you a favorite part of the scene or a least favorite part of the scene or kind of what do you find hard or really enjoyable because I think people sometimes go oh you're in that music scene and sure it's all great and it's you're gigging every night and you're meeting people and well, you're I can tell wear you all these lovely that's suits definitely not not the case um yeah. it, it might seem glamorous to the, the public eye but it's far from it um the least part, part well, the least favorite part probably would be. Don't get me wrong, I love it and I love meeting people and I love seeing people and and here it's me. I would talk a leg of a stool. Anybody that wants to talk to me, I'll talk to them. I don't care who they're or what they're. Um, but the least favorite part is seen to be honest. My good friend Alex Rowe actually touched on it last week or a number of weeks ago. Is trolls and online trolls like it's at this stage? It's got really? to the stage. It's just got to the stage that it's. It's not even acceptable anymore. It's just ridiculous. Um, the amount of messages you get from people that have just... I honestly don't know what, what they've got, what they're gaining from it or what they're getting from it. Um, but like I would say I would block people from my music pages and, and social media pages maybe up to 10 a week. <gasps> I'm in shock. <clears throat> I, I it's actually just... am because, I, I mean... I suppose when you look at all these bloggers with 20, 30, 40, 400,000 followers, you know, I would, yeah. they get trolls and that's kind of a thing. But I would never have thought that it was this close to home with what I would consider locals. Like, yeah. I know you're, you're three hours away from me, but you're, yeah. I, I just, I thought that the country <laughs> music scene was better than that, to be honest. I, I genuinely don't even know if, if these people are anything to do with the country music scene, to be honest. I just think these people are, are wanting to get out of their way to try and make somebody's day misery. Um, thankfully, I can dust them off and, you know, just... I, I don't even read them, to be honest. As soon as I see the first line of it, I don't even need to open it. I just block them. Um, but if if it, if you were the type of person and the, and the type of personality that let that in on you, it, it would become so dangerous. Um, and it really, really, really would. Um, like to think of some of the messages people get, even just critiquing their singing, how they look. Like it's just, I couldn't even repeat any of them to be honest. It's just, it's sad um, that there's people in, the, in this world that, that want to go out of their way to try and make other people's life misery. But do you know what? That in one sense 
as horrible it is, gives you such a, not an energy, but it does. It gives you sort, sort of a, a kick to go, do you know what? I'm better than this. And, uh, and I am better than these people. Do you know what? So I'm just going to go and do what I, what I had planned on doing. Um, but as I say, if you were the type of person that left that in, you know, it, it would become really, really dangerous. I'm, I'm still in shock. I can't. And as you said, um, Alex Rowe, another singer, um, has experienced it too, which, you know, I mean, how many other singers are experienced? Experience Definitely, it? yeah. But I think you mentioned there that you don't think that some of them are involved in the country music scene. Or I really don't, to be I honest, would guess so. that those that are doing the trolling and the bullying are those that don't go dancing that don't go to the concerts that don't yeah. go to the dances and that don't take an ocean at nine o'clock on a saturday night to drive to monaghan for a dance yeah. like yeah. me or you know who okay, would, i would have done that too or <laughs> hop in the car and say where do we go tonight and just go like yeah. i i would oh, that's god i'm actually shocked i did not think that that was what you were going to say i thought you were going to say something like late nights or Something. Well, that other other than <laughs> other than trolls, the only other thing that um that is that is difficult is the late nights and the traveling and. Yeah. But you the, get a buzz off that, I think, don't you? You do, like yeah. yeah. Well, if you're on your own, it's different. Um, if you're somebody with you, you're you're flying. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, most of the time, I I would jump in the car and drive anywhere. If it was Cork, Kerry, Dublin, it wouldn't bother me. I would just drive. Um, but. No, other than other than shows, really, like it's. I have to say it. Uh, I suppose I've grew up in that in that in that scene and grew up listening to country music all my life. That it just becomes second nature. But I think for someone that I, I do laugh at, like people that you're friends with and people you meet and they like talk about driving and like God, you go driving what 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 are you going driving for? Like that's an old man's thing, <clears throat> and you're like, God's really not. Like you have no idea, like. Genuinely, like the crack you have in nights out dances is is unbelievable, and the people you meet and the people that you aren't even in somewhat ways friendly with that become your indirect friends, and you just keep meeting them and meeting them, and everywhere you go, these people pop up. Um, but no, it's it's an, it's it is an unbelievable scene to 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 be involved in and actually enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, were you ever? <coughs> do I ask what age you're actually? Is that allowed? I um. I was about to say um, I was older than that. I'm 26. It's 26 okay. past in August, so. Lovely. Okay, so I'm <clears throat> kind of be the same age group. But were you ever into to nightclubs or the pubs or or like going for? A- I suppose, I. Growing up, yes, I did. Um, because because the friends were doing it, I suppose. Yeah, well, growing up, I suppose friends. went from I was about fifth or maybe sixteen from about, about sixteen to eighteen probably when I went to the odd few nightclubs. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of nights we went to the Four Seasons of Monaghan on a Sunday night and ended up in Spy in Monaghan town just because you didn't want to go home. Um, but I, I could never say that I enjoyed nightclubs. Like, yes, I went to them. There was, yes, you have still memories for them. You have still nights cracking them and you still look back and go, God, do you remember what happened that night? But from I was about 17, I was driving the roads with cousins, friends, going to dancing and we were jiving here there and everywhere and it was just like you know what this is a better nice crack yeah that sounds pretty much like like my scenario i suppose went to the nightclubs but it was never i liked it but there was never you know yeah i done it because i suppose the friends were doing it you know and there was good crack and good memories but um so i suppose if you were going to dances when you were kind of 17 18 that was before it kicked off big 
wasn't it? This yeah. is before that was back. I don't know about you, but it was a, this when I first started going dancing, you might only have five or six like 17, 18 year olds. Oh, yeah. And everyone like, used I, to be like, look at them young ones. I like, know. <laughs> like, I'll never forget probably one of the. Well, I probably want to mean at going to dance as long, to be honest. My granny. He lives just down the lane for me to say she I don't know what for what reason, but she come with us. Um and we were in the Ryandale in the Moy. And I, I genuinely mean like if there was five other people under the age of thirty, like the we were lucky. Um <clears throat> and I get our granny, I suppose I, I granny would always have not Tommy. She would have told me how to waltz. Mummy would have, but Granny would have would always been the one to tell me. No, no, Jesus, Rick, calm down here. You're doing that wrong. Um, but like Granny at that stage was early seventies, and she was like, "Do you want to get up and waltz?" I think it was Patrick Finney from memory. It was playing that, um, and we get up and waltz. And I swear, like after that, we sat down. There was all these wee women over. <laughs> Do you want or would you take me for a waltz? And I was like, I can't do this. Like this is this is not happening. Um, but the only other woman that I ended up waltzing with that night, which I'm sure probably half the country will know when I mention her name, was Margaret Bell. Yeah. And Margaret was like, Come on, sure, come on, come out with me anyway. She says, What else can happen? She says, All you can do is fall. Um, but like when you think back to them days that to what to what it was just before before lockdown come, um, where there was more young people than there was older people. Mm-hmm. It's it is crazy. Um, but here, do you know what? It's it's a sign of the times and the sign of the young singers that are in the scene and and the fresh blood that's injected into it. Like without that, I suppose you probably wouldn't have people going. Um, and you have to you have to say that. The likes of your American country singers, like you've you've Luke Combs, you've Hunter Hayes. People like that have injected blood into the Irish country music scene as well. Mm, um, absolutely, yeah. And like, I love those that you've mentioned. Yeah, I love like, that I, I go to people, the country every year. And Yeah, like people listen to Luke Combs and they, they get hooked in that sort of way. Yes, Irish country and American country is very different, but in a lot of ways it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you actually strip the songs back, the, the, both of them are very similar. Um, so you have to thank... I suppose the American country artists too that they've made what the Irish country music scene is as well. As much as what we have, um, the American country artists have brought sort of some sort of sort of sense of normality to it. And like everyone's sort of listening to Luke Combs now. Whether they like country or not, Luke Combs is now cool. Um so it it's done us our, it's done us over here our favours too. Absolutely, it has. It's, made, it's, made, it's probably made country a little bit more cool. Um, in terms of, I suppose, myself and yourself growing up would have always thought it was cool. You know, that was our thing. But yeah. for those that are only coming into the scene, they probably um, think it's, it, it does make it a bit more cool. But I, oh, I do definitely. love the American. The, and I find that I'm playing <clears throat> a lot more American country this year because I haven't been able to teach jiving uh, and, yeah. and obviously um, partner dances. So I've been doing mostly line dancing. So I am using a lot more American country because I've been learning new line dances that are American and <coughs> I've been tuned in a bit more to it funnily enough and I yeah. suppose then there's not as so much Irish country new country music coming out so um, yeah I was going to say that there's a lot more American country being released at the minute than there is Irish country yeah so that's definitely having a, an impact um so yeah so you would have started going to the dances so around the same time as me um like I always say if 
you know you're you're in country a long time if you used to go to see Nathan Carter and Derek Ryan when there was only 34 to 50, 60, 100 people there. Well, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget the night. <clears throat> the first night I ever met Nathan Carter was in a place called O'Hagan's Bar in Escra. Now, there's people that will know it and there's a lot of people that will never have heard of this place in their lives. I don't need to now, have heard of it to know that it's probably quite small, is it? It is. <laughs> like, literally... In the sixes, what we would call it, it's that remote and rural. There's nothing around it. There's a chapel up the road. There is literally nothing around it. Um, and John Farry had only started managing him. And he come to, he pulled up in, I think it was like a wee like Nissan Corolla or something, or a wee Toyota Corolla or something. I can't even remember what it was. And he pulled, I was only maybe 13, 14 maybe at the time. And... <clears throat> There was talk of this man, he's going to be the next big thing. He's called Nathan Carter, and everyone was sort of like, oh, right, very good. And that night, there was nine people at him. Like, and that, I suppose that I've always clung on to that hope in that sense. I was like, you know, Nathan Carter started with nine people in O'Higgins and Esker, and he's now selling out the three arena in Dublin. He's selling out half the world. Like, you can you can do it if you want to do it. Um, so, like, you have to you have to give it to him that like he's he's become what he is with hard work and determination. And it is hard work, I suppose. <clears throat> you know, if, if people aren't involved in the business in some way, be it singing or sound or a band or dance teacher or presenter or radio or TV, it can be hard to to know the work that goes into <clears throat> it. But yeah, by God, the work goes into it. Um, but it's all behind the scenes, of course. Um, everyone yeah. sees the everyone sees the um stage person or the the nice clothes and the, the the stage they see them when they're performing um and i suppose i'm glad we you know this in this interview i feel like we have touched on a lot of the realities which is what i wanted this interview and podcast to be because as i said i didn't want it to be your standard interview <coughs> about four minutes and tell us about all the great things that's happened in your life yeah. i want it's it's i want it to be real and aside of country music in Ireland and a side of the singers that people haven't seen before. Um, because obviously we can relate, people can, can relate to Irish singers anyway because they're Irish and the, the meet and greets, which is so different yeah. about <clears throat> the Irish country music scene that, you know, meet and greets aren't, I don't think they're done really anywhere else. It's such a big thing. Yeah, no, definitely. So I feel like, you know, the realities of it need to be highlighted as well. And I think that the point you've made about <clears throat> the bullying and the trolling is something I'm guessing that will come up again. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see will it come up again with other guests? Because I'm trying to get a very broad range, you know, between younger artists, older artists, you know, I want yeah. to cover all age groups and um, dance teachers as well, I'm going to talk. And I'm also going to talk to dancers, you know, because it's going to be interesting yeah. to get everyone's Everyone's view and perspective yeah. on the scene, yeah. Um, I We've suppose had enough time to think of it the last few months. <laughs> I suppose that's what makes it, makes it the scene it is, is the diversity of it. Um, but no, it's here. It's, it's not all glamorous. Um, whoever thinks it is is, is very very wrong. Um, Whoever saw all your nice suits on Glorchera. <laughs> <laughs> you had some fabulous clothes. You had a, you had a sponsor, I think, didn't you? I did. Um, Kira clothes. John Gannon and Oma um, sponsored me all the unbelievable suits, I suppose. Um, I used to laugh. Alex Rowe will back me up on this one. He used to land down in Galway and the first thing he'd say, what colour is your suit today? And 
like it could have been for example the day it was wearing the pink one I was like oh it's pink he goes oh no way mine's pink too and I was like oh here we go <clears throat> and he used to laugh he eventually told me at the final whenever we were coming down the lift um, in the hotel to head over for the dress rehearsal he goes do you know what my girlfriend um, loves you and I was like what and he goes I she like just loves your style he says she thinks mine's shit <laughs> I was like, like that's not that's not even funny. Um, but no, I have to say that Cuba and if you, if anyone knows it or or anyone has never been it, it's well, well, well worth the visit. Do they, they do female clothes as well? They do do female clothes. They do female and male clothes. Um, they do they do suits for men, but they do like casual wear for men and women. Um, their stuff's quite different, quite funky. You'll get your usual stuff in it, but it is, it's just, it's just a different type of shop. Um, and you'll definitely get what you want in it, but their shirts are just unbelievable. As I'm sure you could say. You'll be on commission now for that, that bit of a plug. <laughs> I don't, you didn't even need to give the plug. All anyone had to do was see the, the fine suits that you modeled during the series and uh, enough said. I know. We'll have to tag them so now in this, uh, in this I know. when I put it up on uh, social media, give some uh, Give them a shout out, but yeah. uh, no, it was lovely to get that support as well. I'm sure. Um, oh, definitely, and I suppose I had Cuba were on board from from day one, um, and then just before the live shows, it was actually through work one day. One of my one of the customers, and lo and behold, shown an opticians, and I wear glasses, and she was like, you know, we would love to sponsor you a pair of glasses. I was like, oh well, here, happy enough. Yeah. Um, I'll go with that. So Bar Adaptations in Drummore, which is Drummore County Throne, um, sponsor me a new pair of glasses. But I have to say, like they they do opticians next level. They they just are so professional. It's two that's run by two sisters, Claire and Trez, and they just they, you just literally feel like at home you're good when you go in. It's like a wee cup of tea and you sit down and there's no panic and whatever you want, and then there's every designer every range every type of glass you could think of and like it was just it, it was unbelievable to be honest this will definitely i tell you this was your plan coming in wasn't it to talk about all <laughs> it your wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even um it wasn't even but here do you know what you get into talking about that well and i think it's all about shopping local as well isn't it these days oh, definitely, and, uh, definitely. support local so we're only delighted yeah. to give them so what was it again you the opticians and the clothes shop so cuba 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 clothing cuba yeah. clothing in dingan and oma and then bar opticians in jamore county throne um <clears throat> i suppose actually i actually can't forget our tommy bow tommy bow will be in a customer of ours and work so he sponsored me clothes and shoes and I got a parcel of stuff delivered to home one day and I never even knew about it to be honest, but um it was so decent and and, and um thoughtful of them to be honest to yeah. to leave and send stuff out. So have to give Tommy Bow and XV Kings and Lloyd and Price a shout out to I suppose. They're fine. Do you want to give us a run through of your outfit today? Or are you going <laughs> are you going down the blogger route yet? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. That wouldn't be me. That wouldn't be a bit of me now. <laughs> Oh, Pascal, I've, Joe, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I feel like, um, obviously, we've talked about the country music scene generally, but I just feel like you kind of gave us a bit more than, uh, you, you just gave us a bit more, which is what I wanted this whole podcast to be. Um, and, you know, it's even been an eye-opener for me. You know, I've actually learned 
uh, a little bit today as well, which yeah. uh, was new, uh, but I'm sure it won't be the last. I'll hear about it. Um, no, definitely here, definitely not. It'll, it'll. I would say if you, you chat to anybody and actually put that question to them, I would be surprised if anyone doesn't, mm. anyone in the scene doesn't have online shows. To be honest. Yeah. I'm gonna no. I'll definitely. Um, Add it to my list of questions. Yeah. Um. For again, no, it's very interesting. Um. Definitely. So, if people do want to check you out, um, on all the 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 social medias, you have your YouTube channel anyway, which you're popping loads up on, <laughs> and then you have your Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah. So on Facebook, YouTube, and um, Instagram. So any, I suppose I'll post literally the three of them of all the videos. There's nothing on any of them. It's not on all of them, to be honest. Um, I usually just be like, you know what, when I go to upload something, I'm like, you know what, I may as well just upload the three because you never know who sees it where. Don't tell people that. Tell them there's different stuff on all of them and then I'll go follow. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go and check out Pascal's um, lovely clothing well, I suppose, style. Like, my, my Instagram page, to be honest, is more lifestyle based than, than fully music. I suppose at the moment there's not really much music you can do with it. Um, and I'm a fan of an odd quote or two. Um, it just gets a, the mind thinking, and you never know what quote can what what they can bring. To be honest, and mm-hmm. um, you could find something anywhere, and that just sparks something in your mind, and that's it. Away you go and do it. Um, but whereas my Facebook page is literally solely music and music, like uh, music and over, music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Over Glower Chair, people were probably scundered at, at one stage going, is he ever going to give over? Like, it's, this is getting too much. But at the end of the day, that's that's all all we had to go with. Um, like, yes, I'd billboards up on roads, but realistically, if you sat back and thought about it, do you look at many billboards? Do you, you just fly past them? You I, see the I big writing on it, and that's all you see. Before. I have a few... Um posters that I would put out um you know when when Mayo are in the All-Ireland and yeah. that kind of stuff um, <laughs> for my different businesses and you always wonder yeah do people you, you put that question to your head but I suppose you still do it you do exactly <laughs> you do what you do because yeah it's the thing that everyone yeah. does or if you're doing leaflets you as well do a poster and yeah. you're as well throw it into the paper and you're as well go on to the like it's just the done thing isn't it Oh, definitely. Like, um, I and like out of all the contestants, I suppose, in, in this and last year's series, like they were all doing radio interviews the weeks before it, and here was Mason at home going, you know, I haven't even pushed one radio interview, and I gen when I genuinely mean I didn't do one radio interview, I done them. Like, other than a few of the local papers. It was literally all it was in, and like they didn't do a massive splash. They didn't do a big editorial on it. At the very start, they did um, back before the live show was in March. That all died down, and it was sort of forgot about. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go with social media and whatever I make of it, I make of it because it's all I can do right now. It just shows, though, doesn't it, that it's yeah. not all about the try and tick every single box and do every single publicity thing it shows that social yeah. media and obviously social media is free yeah so um i mean that's the other bonus <laughs> but, but it does just show that um yeah it doesn't always mean you have to do the whole shebang and spend yeah. on advertising well it's like it's like anybody who's starting out in in this business or industry going just because 
your friend down the road that's four years older than you and that's in the industry five years has got the best PA system in the world, the best mixing desk, the best of everything, doesn't mean that when you start out that you need that to actually be seen. Well, that and sounds like me because uh, I'm here doing a podcast and I don't have a setup. I have a laptop and a, a pair of headphones um, because I, I, I mean, I, I think the sound sounds okay. I'm, I'm yeah. happy enough with it. And, you know, to be honest, to the general public, people wouldn't pick up on sound or no little bits. And if, it's, if I think it's all right, I'm happy with it. But it just shows, you know, I could have gone out and spent... 100 to 300 euro on a microphone and a pair of headphones but I mean I'm happy playing yeah. simple, you know like it, it really is that's that's the part that that does worry sometimes that there is people that go out in the industry that are actually very good singers but just fall off because they've invested a load of money in it they haven't actually done their proper research or try to build an audience and then it's just like false flat in the face Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so like for anybody like that, that's listening that, that thinks you know what I'd love to be a country singer I'd love to be a singer in general do you know what post videos from your house at home and get them out there and then yeah. start in your bedroom it. or in yeah, the like, sit room you don't need yeah like you don't even need a microphone to sing into um, because do you know what at the end of the day videos on Facebook and videos on social media can become very fake sometimes um, like sitting in your living room at home with a microphone and every effect on your mixing desk on it and you singing, that actually isn't your voice. Yeah, and it can drown um, it out as well if yeah. you've got a mixing desk um, yeah. and a lot of music coming in behind you. It can... um, so like you, you need to be real to yourself and strip it back and go, do you know what? If people like my voice with a guitar or like my voice with a piano with no effects and not even a microphone, well then, do you know what? They'll buy into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose it's 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 everyone's own it's everyone's own um idea and what they want to do. But I would genuinely tell anybody just to take it not that take it one step at a time, but just take baby steps and and grow your audience organically yourself. Yeah. Because you'll feel more, you'll feel the better for it when yeah. you sit and look at you have figures and you have a thousand followers, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand. You know, do you know what I I I agree them myself. Um, that's, that's no, that's very good words there, especially as you said for anyone that's listening, <laughs> and, and not even in terms of singing, just in terms of in terms of anything, anything you know, I know any business, any type of life. It's, there's no point firing everything you have at it, and it never working out. Mm-hmm. Whenever and you can, you can try it organically and see how it goes. Yeah, you can try. Yeah, and you'll find sometimes things don't work, and sometimes things do. Like I, I would find that a lot with um, I two different businesses and then I suppose just social media you things work you know you put up things sometimes and you might only get 10 likes and you're thinking I thought that was going to do better and then you put up something willy-nilly and it could get 100 likes and you're thinking sure that's sure what was that about that was nothing like it it just yeah you need to kind of take a step back I think and and look and any in any business or any obviously we're we're discussing the music so is your content your content's and the massive thing um like if it's if your content's not there people aren't gonna really look at it and i suppose like even with posts like if you put up a video there's really no point putting up a caption with it because people don't read it they just go and listen to the video and go on ahead that's true i do it myself if i'm looking at someone else i've even stopped using hashtags number one out of laziness and number two because 
no one well no one is going to read your hashtags anyway i know it's yeah. more um people it'll come up on searches but i've even stopped doing hashtags i know <laughs> trying to beat the instagram algorithm yeah reason. oh don't i don't <laughs> i can't even spell algorithm i know i know oh <laughs> Oh God, geez, we've we've really uh, we've ransacked the country music scene there. I think ups and downs and uh, and look uh, here, like we have to look forward to suppose till till it coming back. Oh God, um, when I start thinking of of the first dance, even the first concert, because I'm my dance school is five <coughs> years old in March, and usually <laughs> we have a big big massive dance at the McWilliam Park Hotel, and I'm kind of hoping that I may be able to get a concert in September October. And to think that that could be a possibility is. I know. Nothing. Here, the first, like, I, I definitely can see the first dances back. You'll be a dance starting at 11 o'clock, everyone will be there at six. Like, because there's there's probably going to be, they'll be queued out the door. How will, it, and then, like, <clears throat> what I just keep picking is, how are we going to hold hands? Like, how? It's going to be so weird to actually. And hold on to someone for a while. Like, are we going to be like, like half holding on? We actually and... joked, joked with that the other night. Like, do you know what? Can you imagine going back to dances and everyone getting rubber gloves on them? Like, <laughs> just, it I wouldn't even work. When, um, <clears throat> when the first lockdown came, the schools shut on the Thursday, Friday. And then the following week, I knew we were going to be off work for two weeks. So I went into my local gym and I used the room and I videoed loads of how-to videos. I done like mm-hmm. 20 or 25 videos and I got my boyfriend Michal to help me. Now Michal isn't into the country music scene or anything like that, but he, he can kind of dance and he wore gloves because he was like, oh, people would be watching this video and they'd be wondering. And I was like, yeah, but you're my boyfriend. I said, it's okay, we can hold hands. He wore gloves and I was mortified. I was actually <laughs> mortified. This is March. And now I'm looking back, I don't give a damn because it's... yeah. I wouldn't pass any heat of it, but he actually wore gloves. So we're dancing with plastic, but I know. that could be the reality, like you know. And I don't think anyone would care. Now I'm not the big yellow ones. We wouldn't wear the yellow ones. We'd wear I like the clear ones. Clear ones or something. <laughs> I know. Um, I I don't know. It's just at the minute, I just can't even see dance halls packed again. No. Um, it's just it's just so strange to think what was normal is probably going to be abnormal now mm. um yes so there'll be dances back there'll be concerts back but like in what scale yeah it'll have like, to be ticket uh, only kind of limited number yeah like a like a dance hall that holds 500 is it only going to let 200 in there like what what way is that actually going to work well my first thought is that's <coughs> great because there'd be any amount of space to dance and you won't know. put into anyone <laughs> I know. bouncing people around so the i'm floor. all for that yeah um so might be all i don't know they're gonna end up having to do like i don't know more dances a weekend or something to try or and be like so Derek Ryan, get it'll be in the mac william friday saturday and sunday with yeah. afternoon dances as well just to, yeah. to cater for everyone. i know um I know. like we're here laughing about it but that could be the reality of it you know to fit everyone Keep there's gonna happy. well something's gonna have to change like it's not if they're not gonna lie numbers back and, and the scale of numbers is gonna it's probably going to be mind-boggling. They'll be sitting at the minute probably thinking, how actually are we going to get around this or how are we going to get back to normal? Yeah. And it's not like there's any governing body or there's it's going to be what singer makes the first move, kind of. <clears throat> yeah. What singer is going to make the first move? Pascal. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here. I'll get your thinking caps on. If anyone has any suggestions, <laughs> send them in and we'll, uh, we can start plotting and planning what's going to happen. But um, I know. 
do you know, I think it's time now to, to go and have a cup of coffee because, geez, we've, as I said, we fairly thrashed out all aspects, the goods and the bads and the ups and the, and the downs, which is, yeah. um, which is what, what, exactly what I wanted. So, guys, you can go and check um, out the social medias and the YouTubes. So Instagram, Facebook and Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. Go and give Pascal a follow and a like and a comment and all that good stuff and check out his fancy suits. And go and follow the opticians and go and follow uh Cuba clothing as well. I'll be tagging them. So um go and follow them. And um Pascal, thank you so much for being the first male singer on the Country Chats podcast. Oh here, thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been a blast. Um, and you'd swear we knew like uh, we've never uh, for those we've never met. So no. um you wouldn't we've never had a conversation <laughs> in our life so far. Not oh, for about two minutes before we went recording. Um but that's that's the beauty of another side of the country music scene. Do you know, you feel like you know someone on social media or you just, I suppose when you're in the, the scene as well, like, look, I know I'm not a singer and people out there be saying, you're not in the scene, you're not a singer. I consider myself to be because I'm a social dance teacher yeah. and then because I have the, the dance school driving juniors and because I have the TV and the radio and all that. So <laughs> I consider myself to be, but I feel then that that's another connection yeah, that have. and that's why it's so easy to come on and just start chatting as if you know each yeah. other for years. Here's a beauty of being Irish. That's it as well, and having the gift of the gab. I know, I know. We'd better go, or we'd be keeping everyone too long. People would be sitting in the car waiting to get out of the car so they can go inside <laughs> after doing their shop. But no, thank you so much, Pascal, for joining thank us. Thank you so much for having and, me. And uh, please, God, we'll be chatting to you soon, or we'll meet you somewhere along the road. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Thanks a million, everyone, for tuning in. We'll chat to you soon.